0: You're listening to Caught Red Hat. Mm-hmm.
1: Welcome to episode 30 of the Caught Red-handed podcast. This is Kenzie. Today's episode is a chat with Carol Cunningham. She's a tattooer in Detroit who is at the March 2022 event in Marrakesh. After recording this episode, Jempa and I took a short trip to Detroit to hang out with Monique and also some of the other Detroit area henna artists who are at McTube, including Carol. The last time we were together was in March of this year, and we've all kept in touch. But seeing everyone in person was such a delight. We reminisced about our time in Morocco. We got caught up in each other's lives. Most of this was happening hanging out at the Detroit Institute of Art. If you've never been, you definitely want to check it out. There's some Diego Rivera murals there that will blow your mind. Later, we got to hang each other, got a tour of the amazing murals around Detroit, speaking of murals, and also visited Monique's beautiful studio in Funky and Fashionable Ferndale. I hope we can find time to meet up with other McTube attendees. I was so energized by seeing everyone again and being reminded of the magic that we experienced during the event. It just brought everything back to me. It was amazing. And without further ado, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Carol. Let's get into it. So, this is Kenzie. I am also known as Lisa and Kenzie Hanna on Instagram. I'm one of the founders of McTube. And today I am interviewing Carol Cunningham. And she is a tattooer and also was an attendee at the McTube conference in March of 2022. So, Carol, do you want to introduce yourself?
2: hi um i'm carol i attended the Mac-tube, uh conference event um and it's a pleasure to be here and talking to you this evening
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming um uh, so uh, carol and i were in marrakesh together and i've heard this story before but i want you to tell our listeners how you got started or, or what what kind of brought you to tattooing <laughs>
2: Okay, so um, Hannah basically was the catalyst for me to get into tattooing. And oh. um, so, <laughs> so I had, I had uh, my early art career was in advertising. Okay. And um, when my kids were born, I was a stay-at-home mom for a long time. And at a certain point, I wanted to do something creative again. Um, But I didn't want to go back into advertising. It's super stressful. The deadlines Mm -hmm. are unreal. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was sort of looking for something to do. um, And I was taking a yoga class. And they offered henna. And I asked the woman who owned the yoga studio, who does your henna? And she said, well, a friend of mine was going to do it. But she can't. Make it happen. So she said, Do you know anyone? And I said, Well, I have dabbled in it. Um, and the funny I thing is, I, that. I had got into it through like People Magazine, which sounds really stupid. Oh, <laughs> there was like in the late, I was it, like late 90s, um, uh-huh. there was an, an article about Sting and Strudy, uh, Trudy Styler, and they had kind right. on. Right? That's right. I I remember that now. (laughs) I was like, what is this magical thing? I must know. (laughs) So um, I started to do a little bit of research and found some books or like whatever I could find. There wasn't a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not
1: back then. Yeah.
2: And so um, I found Hannah Page. Oh, you were there? yeah, I ordered oh. some things through, uh, Catherine and then, yeah. um, and just poured over everything on that page. Do you remember me and Jen from there? I, I don't remember. I only looked at it for what the designs that were on there. Oh, you weren't in the forum. No, no. Oh,
1: okay. All uh-uh. right. Oh, it's so, so funny because that's where Jen and I met.
2: Oh, how cool is that? Yeah. So, um <clears throat> So when I was doing um so I started doing henna at the yoga studio. And oh. when I was looking for more and more designs, um and then I also saw that they did henna at the local renaissance fair. Yeah. And I, you know, just of course they weren't doing like the most creative stuff. But it yeah. was, you know, I thought it was super cool. Um, yeah. And I've I'd always been fascinated by how humans adorn themselves. So in art school, I took African art history, Native American art history. Um, my parents are both artists, so we always had, you know, a Smithsonian magazine and. Mm-hmm any National Geographic, National
0: Geographic like, yeah. all
2: the good things, <laughs> so you know I was always fascinated about adornments and that sort of fit right in mm. and then looking for um, henna imagery back in 2000 you'd type some a search and you get like five images right mm-hmm.
1: and all, always the same ones <laughs> every time <Yeah. laughs>
2: But yep. I started getting tattoo imagery
1: oh.
2: and getting directed to tattoo websites because there were some tattoo artists that were doing henna. Oh, okay. And I had never seen tattoo um except for biker tattoos and very cartoon. Right, mm-hmm. Like the Tasmanian mm-hmm. Devil.
1: <laughs> yeah, Sailor, sailor. Um, what do they call it, Sailor Jerry.
2: Yeah, just yeah. super basic flash, right? Yeah. But in 2000, I'm starting to see things like body art. And I mm. just did the deep dive. And I was hooked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and then how did that lead to tattooing? Like how did you become a tattooer? Oh, that's a
2: long path. (laughs) Right?
1: (laughs) We have as long as you want.
2: (laughs) Well, it's a, you know, I think for most women that get into the business, especially, you know, 20 years ago, Mm. um, you know, every place I went, you know, I just kind of got looked down at. And even the guy that, that I work for now, Told me I don't hire women, you know? So, wow. but he did, <laughs> but he did. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gotta change you know, that
2: tune. Right. But at the time that I started tattooing, when I went to a tattoo convention in, I wanna say Dallas,
0: mm-hmm.
2: out of maybe 150 to 200 artists, there were like maybe four or five women.
0: Oof. that were
2: working there and I was one of them Mm. and so it was a small it was a small group um and back then too it was not as people weren't as free with information sharing as they are now Mm -hmm. so it was more people got you know held their cards close to their chest yeah as far as you know their tricks of the trade yeah um so um but you know I've I would include Hannah when I first started tattooing um as a way for some people to do a trial run on a on a very large tattoo mm-hmm. and see if it's really what they wanted to commit yeah. to.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: There was a a woman who wanted she was a wanted this full lion on her whole back mm. and it was like a family crest type mm-hmm. and so we did it in henna and then oh, she cool. decided that it was too big because her bikini cut the image in half. Mm. Right? So she decided to do it just upper back.
0: back. Oh, okay.
2: So, um, I would use that as, you know, sort of a, a tool, mm-hmm. um, toward that but um, no, I I when I first started doing henna I loved it and it, it was just I loved the smell of it I loved yeah. the stain I love yeah. the process you yeah know, it's yeah. um and I think now as I think more deeply on it and even tattoo as well there had been. So much ritual involved in the process that I don't think in modern society we think as much uh, enough about, or we don't think about it as much as what it
1: originally was, right? Yeah. Or we invent rituals. Yeah. And incorporate these things, like Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. So when, um, when I was going to interview you, and even when we were talking about this right before, I said that I'd be talking to you as a non-henna artist who attended a henna uh, workshop, but I didn't realize that you actually did henna, so there goes, like, that whole line of questioning. <laughs> but now that you right. don't do henna anymore, mm-hmm. what, what made you want to go on this workshop? Um, well, I have
2: traveled to North Africa before, um, in 09 i went to egypt and oh, yeah. um i was just so enamored with that culture and and i love to travel
0: mm. and
2: i knew monique right and um and i was like ooh i can i can reconnect with my henna roots <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> right and learn some hang out stuff. with yeah and hang out with monique yeah. more which is nice
2: well and also um I think for me, getting to be in a fascinating place with a bunch of other creative people is like nirvana, right?
1: Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Because
2: you um, everybody that you're there with gets it.
1: Yeah. You have a shorthand. Yeah. Yeah. So so, was it Nirvana?
2: Yes. Yeah, in a big way. Because I think you guys organized it so well and really thought about how you wanted it to be, that, you know, for for the first foray, mm-hmm. I, there were like, you know, from me not knowing what you guys you know, the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. It seemed like there were very few bumps in the road.
1: <laughs> I'm very glad that it appeared that way. <laughs> I'm
2: sure it didn't feel that way
1: for um, you guys. <laughs> no, but we, yeah, we tried to shield you from those.
2: <laughs> but
1: I Being think. Being too catastrophic.
2: Well, I think that even, I think it's to be expected that the first time something gets launched, there's always going to be some unexpected stuff or hiccups,
1: yeah, right? Yeah, always some lessons to be learned. Yeah. Yeah. So when you got off the plane in Marrakesh, what were some of the things that you were sensing, like smells and sights and sensations?
2: Um, the, the airport was super
1: cool. <laughs> Beautiful, right? The designs,
2: oh, right? Yes. And then when we got outside, like the cactus were just insane because they're so big. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm a plant freak.
1: So, and you were you traveling know. with the pa- a plant freak, too. Yes, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sandy and I went to Jardin-Majorelle, like, right away.
1: Oh, yeah. That must so. have been heaven for you guys. <gasps>
2: <laughs> and, you know, you can't hug the cacti, but, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: It was pretty good. And then in that museum, they have a whole section that's all costume. Mm. and jewelry and Ugh. robes and yeah and I was just like oh my god <laughs> um because my second favorite love artistically is metalwork.
0: work oh. um,
2: so I took jewelry in high school and in college and um I took welding course as well so oh, okay I like to work with metal Nice. Um, so looking at, you know, just their crafting of, ma- of metal from, you know, ancient times yeah. to me is, yeah.
1: Yeah. And to see it in person in the flesh. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, you've traveled a lot. Some of our attendees, ha- that was their first trip abroad, but what what was a surprise to you in in morocco
0: oh okay um
2: good question well um there weren't because i i feel like i prepared myself there weren't (laughs) a lot of big surprises
1: okay that's (laughs) fine
2: um you know a lot of the you know i love the sights and sounds um and just to me all of that sensory stuff is mm-hmm. um you know uh you store it away for creative use later on at some point
1: mm. yeah you know for sure. or it's
2: what did you say it is in french where you lick the window oh the yeah
1: <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> um <laughs>
2: Yeah, so, like, tasting the visual, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, the sensory overload stuff is just great. Yeah.
1: Um, It wasn't too much.
2: No, but I think all creative people, you know, um, let a bunch of stuff in more than maybe your average citizen. And so I think once you have just been like all this stuff's been going in your brain, you have to take time to decompress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I've traveled with other artists before, so a lot of times we'll be out, you know, for hours, and then we all look at each other and go, oh my God, we have to decompress, and we'll just go hide in our corners (laughs) for a couple of hours, and you know, like put things in their files. Yeah. (laughs) And then, you know, go back out.
1: Yeah, and gather more. Yeah. Did you feel like you got enough um I, I know a lot of people said that it was very rushed and there wasn't a lot of downtime. Did you feel like you had that time to decompress and digest? I
2: did. Yeah. Um, but it's also, you know, because we were only gonna be there for a specific amount of time mm. it, there was, you know I I I didn't sort of shut down till the end of the day. Because I just wanted to take it all in. Yeah. I didn't want. I didn't want to miss it. You know.
1: Yeah, that's true too. Right. Yeah. Um. So, you're you're coming next year, right? You signed up already. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh um, yeah, I
2: have not finished shopping yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is that the only reason? Come on. (laughs) No. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) So so what what do you want to go back for besides the shopping, of course?
2: Um. Well, there. Learning more about Moroccan henna, and especially like looking at some of the outlines for what you guys are going to be going over, Um, you know, Jen doing some stuff about jewelry, Mm -hmm. Um, I'd love to learn more about the fabrics and fabric design, Um, it's, to me, it was fascinating looking in the museums because There was one photo of a woman, an old photo of a woman in a market with like a straw hat and a blanket on. And if Mm -hmm. you didn't know that it was taken in Morocco, you would have thought the photo was from Peru Mm,
0: or someplace
2: like that. And I thought, oh boy, you can really see the crossover of culture Mm -hmm. and how design travels.
1: Mhm.
2: And that's fascinating to me too.
1: Yeah. 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 So this time you'll have you won't have that as much sensory over overload, and then maybe you can take in more and take in other levels of things. Yeah,
2: I think every time you go back, you see and learn new things, and that's the fun thing about going back into places that you've been
1: to. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because
2: the new surprises and the new um the new discoveries
1: yeah yeah you see beyond (laughs) that that first impression right because i
2: I feel like the first couple days um and it was great that you guys took us through the market because that is very difficult to navigate
0: Mm -hmm. you
2: know because it isn't for us, it's not in a grid pattern. There, <laughs> there are street signs. Yeah. Um, you have to look for landmarks, and they can be ever-changing. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um,
1: and then you're so, looking at things that you want to buy, which then distracts you from finding um, your way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right. And as a creative person, you're always <laughs> like, oh, another sparkly to follow. Where do I yeah. go? Or some beautiful so,
1: archway or doorway that you want to photograph or a pattern yeah. in, a, in a rug or something. Yes. Yeah. So,
2: the, you know, the, the whole visual thing is, is a draw for me. But also, um, the experience of meeting the people that were there was really lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was super amazing. Um, I just had so much fun. Oh, it was, good. you know, um, the classes were great. They were, you know, the perfect amount of time. Mm-hmm. Not so much that you were, you know, you lost anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then you could sort of process them after the
1: fact. Yeah, you know? yeah.
2: And maybe practice some stuff in your own downtime or whatever.
1: Yeah. So um, we talked a little bit about shopping. So what, what do you want to go back and shop for?
2: Um, probably fabric. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and yeah. the jewelry, of course. I mean, that stuff's super fun. Yeah. Um, so I was just, I was overwhelmed a bit by the choices mm-hmm. of the fabrics and patterns. And also navigating how to get all that stuff back
1: home yeah right for sure so (laughs) it's not easy (laughs) so
2: I did I did um, talk to Jen I said like hey there were a lot of there were a couple of really large post offices Mm -hmm. there have you ever sent stuff home and he's like no I haven't but we should look into that
1: yeah I sent things I sent things through the post office and you know as long as you like I've heard some stories where people, like, you'll buy a rug, and then they'll send you something that kind of looks like it, but it's not the same one. It's a cheaper one. Oh. So it's always recommended that you buy the thing and then take it to the post office. That's so, what I would do. Or you do. get somebody to help you, you know, like a Moroccan yeah. to help you with that. So, yeah. Um, That's what I we would like we be doing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Give me a big box and I'll yeah. fill it and send it home.
1: <laughs> I always pack but, you know, like, a flat duffel bag, like a bag that doesn't take up yeah. much space. And I put that in my bag. And then that's my second bag coming home full yeah. of all of my gorgeous things for gifts for that's, friends and things.
2: <laughs> that's what I did. I took a big suitcase and inside I put a smaller bag Perfect. and then all my dirty clothes and stuff went into one and all the yes. gifts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Some stuff like that. (laughs) Uh, So, what, like, I'm wondering if what you learned there, like, in the classes, but also in the, you know, the experiences of shopping and, you know, visiting these jewelers and things like that, What did that have an effect on you on how you live your life how you how your art has developed
2: i think that all those experiences affect your life even if you don't realize it um and every place that i've gone and traveled to um in bringing home souvenirs and things like that i i feel like i bring a little bit of the that energy mm-hmm. back with me. Mm-hmm. So I have all sorts of things around my house that are from different places. And mm-hmm. I, in, I like that because when I look at them, it just kind of takes me right back to that feeling. Oh, um, nice. You know, yeah. there's, yeah. there's uh, a, a particular feeling uh, attached to those items. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And yeah.
1: And what it's, about how it affected your art? Any, Are you seeing anything shifting for you in that area?
2: Well, because um, my tattoo art mm-hmm. is pretty set for, like, what people come to me for. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get a chance to change that too much, but mm-hmm. um, I started two paintings, and um, that i hope to finish well i will finish before i go back okay so um that are images from marrakesh oh okay cool so um so yeah that should be fun
1: (laughs) and are you interested in doing henna again i
2: purchased some more henna and i'm gonna start mixing some stuff up and playing around with it again, yeah. Um, especially in in the summertime, because you can show it off. Right. Exactly. Like you do your feet um, and stuff like that. So, and I have had in the past, you know, um, periodically got the bug and then would just do my hands in the summertime and stuff like that. And yeah, and it's fun. Yeah. I like it a lot.
1: You don't have any plans to switch from tattoo to henna full time? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, um, was there anything that you wish that we had explored more with the McTube group?
0: Huh. Um,
2: well, you know, maybe just learning more about. Some history of mm-hmm. the of the area, mm-hmm. you know, learning more about, um, how, you know, I, what fascinates me is the trade that's gone on there for centuries, mm-hmm. and the cultures that have passed through and crossed over, and yeah. how ideas, you know, how ideas transfer from one place to another. Yeah. And the places where those types of things happen tend to have a really interesting dynamic. Yeah, um, Marrakesh definitely, and places like Amsterdam, where they had mm-hmm. just a ton of trade coming and going.
1: Yeah, like that crossroads thing where cultures kind of mesh and yeah, and borrow, yeah. yeah. The yeah, Americas and kind I, of feels like a trading town like an outpost in the Wild West yes, or something.
2: Yes. For sure. Yeah. yeah it ha- it definitely has that. And um and just navigating the markets and, you know, figuring out how, what your game is going to be like as far as the bartering goes. Yeah. Were you bartering? You know? Well, we all had to. Yeah, you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you like it or do you do you avoid it? I to me
2: it's become more like a game. Oh that's good right And yeah. because I think the first time like when I went to Egypt, um, I was really intimidated by that mm-hmm. by the whole barter thing yeah um, you know so and and I think part of it is because we're you know, I don't know, I'm used to being kind of polite about things, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, there were definitely some people in the group that were, you know, more, uh, skilled barterers, (laughs) shall we say. Yeah. I don't want to say anything like vicious, but... No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I saw some of them in action, and it was pretty, it was pretty impressive.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely a skill to learn.
1: Yeah. Um, what are your secrets but, for getting a good price? Do you have any?
2: Well, I don't because I don't think I get the best price possible.
1: <laughs> but you I, play it. You play the game just to play it. Play the game. Yeah.
2: Um, but it's uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. Definitely. So And the, uh, and the money uh, exchange was not difficult. Mm, it was, yeah. you know, because it's Pretty much ten to one for yeah. the American dollar. It's um, yeah. it was easy to figure out. Like, okay, what would I pay for this at home? Yeah, if I was buying it somewhere, exactly. And then yeah. kind of getting an idea of what you were willing to pay. Exactly. You know?
1: Yeah, so. yeah. It's so funny that exchange rate is so convenient because it always kind of is around like nine, ten, like high nine, um, ten. And it's just it just makes things so easy. <laughs> it, it. Better than any other. I mean, Euro, pounds—they're all so complicated, you know. Well, like Euro's pretty close
2: too. Yeah, it's changed know. a lot in
1: the last year or two, I think. But um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, what would you what would you say to somebody who's never been to Morocco before? Like some things that you that kind of stood out for you to i don't know how to say it like not really to warn people but like hey this thing is really different here don't expect x or y well
2: um i had it explained to me years ago by a friend who traveled a lot and they said like northern europe is all facts and logic that's their Mm. operating system Mm. south of the alps it's emotion (laughs) <laughs> and south of the mediterranean it's all by the grace of god inshallah <laughs> right oh so. we were
1: talking about this i remember yeah. this now yeah so and if
2: you realize that and you're okay with things not not going to be going the way that you think they are or that you're going to really have to figure out a completely different operating system Right, um, yeah. but there are you know there are plenty of because I was curious about how similar it was going to be to Cairo. So I watched mm-hmm. a couple of YouTube videos about like navigating the markets in Marrakech, right, right, and I was like, oh, same deal, same yeah, deal. yeah. So same I
1: process, was like, okay, yeah.
2: I I get that,
1: <laughs> yeah, right,
2: but the Would markets th- are like a labyrinth. Yeah, there. You know this. It's almost like you're entering into a very magical space. Yeah, that um, True. the fairies can twist you around and and, <laughs> and you can get lost really easy.
1: Yeah, yes. <laughs> so not to panic. No, <laughs> right. Yeah, and I think like like don't panic is a good. A good way to think of it just just in general like if you hear a motorbike you know honk its horn right behind you don't panic just calmly step aside and you know you're lost just keep walking or just ask someone or you know try and orient yourself just don't panic like sometimes that panic just clouds your mind and you need to just go with the flow and say inshallah
2: (laughs) 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 yeah it's yeah. um but yeah I mean and it would be so easy to get really lost in there
0: mm-hmm. you
2: know um and and a lot of times too like, If you're down in those some of those areas where you're between buildings and the buildings are very tall, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're not gonna get very good reception. Yeah. You know, so your GPS might not be working.
1: Yeah. And your sight lines. Your sight lines (laughs) will be impossible. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I feel
2: like by the middle of the week, it was it was much easier for us to orient ourselves. Okay. Yeah and by the end by the end we were all like okay we make a right turn here and this thing is right around
1: the corner. Yeah like the guy with the chameleons you pass him and then you make a right and then you go to the guy who's <laughs> selling the henna stencils and you make a left. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ugh. But sometimes it's really hard to go back and find some shops that you were like I wanted to buy something there and yeah. now I can't find it.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah and even like I felt like I really knew my way around and then all of a sudden I'd take one turn and I would just be completely mystified about like which way is north anymore and yeah right. but it's kind of fun like everyone kind of know like you're walking around and they see you pass like twice and they know that you're obviously lost and then they'll just say Jamal Fanon's <laughs> that way Maybe like thank you <laughs> and that at least orients you
2: right yeah <laughs> Pick a landmark and get back to that Yeah. Off.
1: Yeah. And all those guys are just sitting outside your shop talking to you as you walk by. So you just say, Oh, which way is this? And they'll just tell you. So, right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I found the people were really helpful and very kind.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel safe there too?
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I did. Yeah. So I think, especially for, um, women sometimes were, especially going to a culture that we know might be um, more male-dominated, that we might feel intimidated by that. Mm -hmm. But there, I didn't feel it as much as I did in Cairo.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, and and I would attribute that you know in my thinking anyway because they've had so many cultures come and go constantly through there that they get yeah. used to you know everybody's however or how different people
1: work you know yeah yeah i remember when i was there and this may just be a question of age i was younger and I would get catcalled a lot more. Now I don't get catcalled. So I don't know if that's Uh, age or if like the men have evolved. Let's hope it's the men evolving.
2: No, I don't (laughs) think so.
0: (laughs) Let's be Um. honest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, but I also didn't see them really catcalling a lot of other people either. You know, mostly they would just, they would call out something about your appearance, but it wouldn't be cat calling and be like, hey, dreadlocks, you know, or hey, yellow pants. <laughs> right. Or try to
2: try to figure out what movie star you look like or something. Oh, right. right?
1: Or what country you're from. They'll be like, yeah. hola. And you know, like yeah. I don't know. People kept thinking I was from Spain. I was like, I don't really get that, but and when I was younger they used to just say fish and chips at me all the time like I was from England.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. The funniest thing, because they try to figure out where you're from, Sandy and I were walking through the main square where all the food is. Um, mm-hmm. oh, and, yeah. and we're just walking through there, and we just had regular clothes on. And some guy yells out and he goes, Michigan! What? And we looked at each other and we <laughs> are like, what? And it's not like any of us had any, like, team shirts on or anything like
0: that. Oh, my God. He's good.
1: (laughs) That is so crazy. Oh, my God. You weren't wearing, like, yellow and blue or green and white or anything? No,
2: yeah. (laughs) It's like, because we thought, oh, do we have, like, you know, of course, I don't have any sports team shirts on or anything. Yeah. You know, we're looking. Sandy's looking like, no, I don't have anything on the submission.
1: That is too funny. Yeah,
2: (laughs) he's the he's the let's see how specific I can get guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's
1: incredible. I don't know if he just guessed or he's psychic or something. I don't. Yeah,
2: I don't know, man.
1: (laughs) So, um, if if you were to describe the McTube Marrakesh Henna journey to someone, how would you do that?
2: Um, I would say that it's just this wonderful, immersive experience because, and the best thing about it is that you get to see Marrakesh the way, or in a different way than you would as a tourist as just a tourist, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. because you're getting to know some things about the culture that, you know, is not um, what the general public is privy to, and Mm -hmm. and probably wouldn't necessarily care. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's kind of like, to me, it's a deeper level, Yeah, and then also getting to be with people that live there. Yeah. Um, or that have lived there or have traveled there before is the best experience because the things that I want to see are not necessarily what you would see like on a cruise line tour, right? Right, right. I want to a see, day. <laughs> Right. I want to see the stuff that people that live there, what they love about their cities mm. and what fascinates them. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily care about the super touristy stuff, mm-hmm. um, but the little, the worlds between is is more interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh,
1: <laughs> and, yeah, I think meeting our our henna teachers, our Moroccan henna teachers was just so interesting because they're all very different and, you know, they have different styles, they have different personalities, different ways of dressing. And I felt like everybody got to, not that they were like representing all of Morocco, but we got to see real Moroccans. Yes. Who had at least one thing in common with us that we were all interested in, in Moroccan henna. Yes.
2: Well, and I think that's a fascinating thing when you get to meet people from other cultures is that it's so much easier to see how similar we are um, as opposed to being different. Yeah. We're really more similar than we are different.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: So, And that's the cool part about it, getting to know people and their personalities. Yeah. um, And, you know, just... Uh, meeting people from other countries, other women that love henna as you know, much as they do, or yeah. even just love um, body art. Yeah, um, you know, that yeah. whole process is really a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. And um, for that Ganawa performance, what was your impression of that?
2: Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that because that was was like magical, right? Like we just sort of tripped in by accident and didn't know that we were going to get this sort of, uh, I don't want to call it, you know, something that would be not what it is, but it's almost more like, Um, ancient ceremony, right? Yeah. That uh, we got to see and feel the energy that they called in.
1: Yeah. And it wasn't contrived.
2: No. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it would have been more exciting if we had been doing it outside around a bonfire. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
2: And, uh, but it was... Yeah, when they were like having a stand up and getting the energy, like raising the energy in the room. Yeah. It was like, oh, I know what they're doing. Yeah. (laughs) It was super cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally unexpected too. Yeah. So back to more mundane things, what what were some of your favorite things that you ate?
2: Ooh, um, (laughs) tagine was awesome.
1: Which one did you Um, like best?
2: Oh, good qu- I liked man, I liked them all. Um it was all pretty darn good. Did you um, go to Oricus? Um which was what was that?
1: Out in the countryside. In the mountains. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was super fun.
2: That yeah. was really good. Yeah. Um <laughs> the mint the mint ice cream. Oh god was yes. to die for. That was like, intense. I, I still dream about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um the oh we had a avocado salad that was virtually a deconstructed guacamole Ooh, that was that at that was last like,
1: place right
2: it was the restaurant that had the pink interior yes
1: yes oh, the gazelle. So yeah good. everything so there good. was really good yeah it was lovely yeah. Yeah, I got the goat cheese salad, not the avocado. That was really good, too. We
2: heard that was really good, yeah. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I know where I'll be eating next year. (laughs) Yeah, and you know exactly where to find it, too. Yes! Yeah, Yeah. So, um, so this time we're kind of leaving people up to their own devices for lunch. Okay, And we're giving people a three-hour lunch break and then they can take like certain excursions or they can spend all their three hours at lunch or do nothing or yeah. whatever. So um, you'll be able to go back there as much as yeah, you that want. Yeah,
2: sounds, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. So is there anything about your experience at the workshop that I didn't ask you about that you want to talk about? Um,
2: hmm... I, not that I can think of, really. I, I enjoyed the practice time that we had with the paper. Mm. Um, I think it would have been really fun to actually do, you know, as, as somebody that's not doing henna all the time, I'm sure that, you know, maybe it's pretty mundane for the regular, uh, the henna artists that do it all the time, but I think a mixing class would have been fun.
0: Ooh, Just, yeah. Just, you
2: know, be- maybe making it up for the first time so that you can feel the consistency
1: yeah because
2: there's a there's a certain element of that that i don't think you get until you actually do it yourself
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know what i mean yeah um so i think that would have been fun and and i would have liked i think because we were in a separate Riyadh, mm-hmm. Um. The going back and forth killed some time as far as like what we would have had to sit down and practice or henna somebody else. So um, I think next time I would like to practice more and maybe, you know, do some henna on on somebody else or, you know, do my own feet or
1: something. So, yeah. But, well, we've uh, solved that problem by having everyone in the same Riyadh this time, so.
2: Oh, you found yeah. the big one, eh? Yes, yes. <laughs>
1: it took some searching, but we found one big enough to hold everybody. Wow. So, yeah, so I think that'll be a lot nicer. Um, yeah. I'm sure it was nice to go back to your quiet Riyadh, you know, in case you wanted to go to bed early, but um, yeah. at least you'll be with everybody and you don't have all that back and forth. Yeah.
2: That will be, that will be better. Yeah. Yeah um yeah the instructors were really phenomenal um i can't say enough about khadija she is oh my god like a powerhouse right yeah
0: totally
2: i so, was <laughs> super stoked to be back and listening to her yeah. wisdom and and all yeah. that kind of stuff yeah. and the way that she taught too um how she explained the cause you look at a design and you get intimidated by the complexity of it. Mm-hmm. And when she said, Oh, you just keep dividing everything all the spaces in half. And yeah. I was like, What? That's so simple. Yeah. <laughs> and then it all just kind of fell into place. I was like, yes. all the pieces are there. You just pick and choose and keep dividing it in half until kill- until you can't anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Which just made total sense for my logical part
1: of my brain. Oh, nice! Right? <laughs> very nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I liked her little color coding and everything, and her names for the different parts. It was really uh, an interesting way to yeah. teach that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. She was very good at, at um, making it um, understandable.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and explaining how how uh,
1: she does things. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I think a lot of people had that aha moment just, you know, cuz they look at Moroccan henna and they're just like, "Oh, too complex. I can't figure it out. I don't know where to start." And yeah. Yeah. So, and if you don't know where to start, how do you start? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And we we had a lot of fun staying, you know, uh extended period of time afterwards, too, mm-hmm. and um, going out to the coast. <clears throat> that was that was a lot of fun.
1: So you went to Aswara, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And um, um, that was amazing and beautiful.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so different from Marrakesh, just kind of like a breath of fresh Very. air after the intense <laughs> big city life.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was super laid back. Yeah. Very much.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely needed time there, too, to just, like, not think about any kind of schedules or where anybody was or anything.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you guys had a lot on your plate, so Mm -hmm. I can imagine that 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 time to decompress or at least process everything was really important.
1: Yeah. We had a lot on our plate, but I wouldn't change anything. It was... Yeah. an amazing experience.
2: I think you guys did a great job, and Thank and you. I think part of it is because you are artists creating an event for other artists, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and that's key.
1: Yeah, we knew kind of what people would be inspired, and yeah.
2: Well, like you what knew what you them. would want to do, mm-hmm. and what what you would want to see, and yeah. so I think that was, you know. And also, you were showing us things and places that got you guys excited and that, Mm -hmm. you know, um, got your creative juices flowing. And that's, I think, you know, what everybody else in that, you know, other creative people in that space would want as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So,
2: yeah, It it was a great experience. And, you know, I've even had other people that I know that are creatives that are not doing henna at all and I'm Mm -hmm. you know trying to coerce them to go like (laughs) you know people that are just writers like go and have that experience and write about it because it's so rich with detail and feeling and the smells and the sounds and you know you don't you can't envision it until you're there yeah you know and the and call to just, prayer four times a day. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it just, it has its own vibe. And it's, yeah. own, um, the way it feels is, you know, like no other place.
1: So Yeah, truly, truly. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because you'd think, like, a visual artist would only want to, you know, would only want to see something visual and that a writer would only want to, you know, think about things literary but I think there's so much crossover you know music can inspire a visual artist or a writer and reading about something can inspire visual th- thinkers or artists
2: agreed yeah well if I you know I mean it's like being a visual artist if I read something you know that by a good writer they can make you see it in your own mind
0: mm-hmm. yeah. you know
2: they, yeah. The words that they use, the cr- the craft that they, you know, the magic that they weave in there, will the pictures will just come up in your mind. Yeah, and, yeah,
1: because uh, I don't feel capable of really describing that sensation, you know, that you feel when you get off the plane and you breathe the air and you, you know, yeah. see the cactus. It's like I can describe the word, the things that I see, but I don't know how to really evoke that sensation. Right, yeah,
2: because it's really special to be in in a place like that that has its own its own magic.
1: Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, I am looking forward to hanging out with you in Marrakesh in. Me too. I Eleven think months, it's... nine oh months, ten months, <laughs> ten months <laughs> counting. <laughs> Yeah. I am
2: so excited.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm curious to see what what it's going to be like a second time.
2: Yeah. And but I feel like there's enough going on there that there's always more to learn. Yeah, considering and... how
1: many people said <laughs> they wish they had more time.
2: For sure. Yeah. Um, I I think Monique and C V and I talked about maybe going to Barcelona the week before.
0: Oh. And uh nice.
2: Yes. I've I've never been there. I V. I haven't either. Oh. So yeah, if you wanna go.
1: Maybe, yeah. And you um, can meet up with Layla there too.
2: Yeah, I have a I've got a friend that knows a woman that um I can't remember what exactly she does for work, but she loves to meet up other travelers and take them around and, you know, give them the the experience so i'm gonna try to touch base with her ahead of the time and Ooh. find out where's a good place to stay yeah maybe look at airbnbs and yeah
1: oh that sounds see fun what that might, i know <laughs> <laughs> i might consider that okay we keep you informed okay well thank you so, so much for taking yeah. time out of your day to talk to me and dealing with all of the technical difficulties I hope whatever whatever gremlins were there have gone to sleep I hope so
2: yeah and thanks for thanks for the chat because it really brought back a lot of memories and feelings about what it was like to be in that space Mm. um and I love spaces that are magical like that yeah yeah that just like have some sort of alchemy that is hard to describe yes (laughs) yes
1: and that's why you're coming back it is <laughs> well <And> shopping <laughs> yes yes inshallah shopping <laughs> yes so i will see you so. in 10 months
2: yes ma'am yeah. you certainly will okay. i will have bells on
1: <laughs> yes same thank you Take very care. much Kara. you too have a good day right.
2: bye bye
1: Hi, it's me again. Thanks for listening. If you like the Caught Red-Handed podcast, please give us a like, follow, subscribe in your favorite podcast app. A review of the podcast would be really helpful to get us into more people's ears. We really appreciate your support. We have a great lineup of guests for future podcasts, but if you have somebody you'd like us to interview, just email us at mektoubhenna at gmail.com. That's spelled M-E-K-T-O-U-B-H-E-N-N-A looking forward to hearing from you. Bye.